Hello, welcome to the She Hit Refresh podcast. My name is Seppi, rhymes with Peppy, and I'm your host. This is a podcast for women age 30 and up who want to break free from routine and start a life of travel, specifically women who want to move abroad or travel the world long term. If this is your first time tuning in, you'll hear me sit down with women who have made their travel dreams come true and discuss how and why they moved abroad and gave up a life of convention to travel the world. I myself hit refresh in 2015 at age 35 when I moved from my home state of Texas to Spain. I'm 41 now and it's been an unbelievable six years. I'm so grateful that I took the leap because my life has turned out even better than I could have imagined. And I help women just like you make a life abroad a reality. So if you're looking to do something similar, you're in the right place and we're here to help you. All right, we've got an exciting episode for you today. Annette, co-founder of She Hit Refresh, and I catch up and talk about the last seven months and fill you all in on the roller coaster ride it has been for the both of us in very different ways. But first, for the new listeners out there, just wanted to let you know that this podcast is an extension of our Facebook group, which you can join at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash she hit refresh. We have over 8,000 members worldwide. So come join us and get even more information and inspiration on how you too can hit refresh. Also, in this episode, we talk a lot about mental health. It was a hard year for us, especially Annette, and we'll be the first to admit that life is not easy, and sometimes you need help to get through the tough times. So if you're in need of professional help and looking for someone to talk to, join over 2 million people who decided to get help and feel better with BetterHelp. BetterHelp makes professional therapy accessible, affordable, and convenient so anyone who struggled with life's changes can get help anytime and anywhere. Speak with a professional monthly, weekly, or even multiple times a week. If you've been thinking about it, maybe now is the right time to give it a try. And you can get 10% off your first month with our She Hit Refresh discount. Just go to betterhelp.com forward slash refresh. And last, for anyone interested in joining us on our She Hit Refresh retreat in April and May, we still have some spots left. February 21st is the deadline to apply. You can find all the information on our website at shehitrefresh.com under retreats. All right, I'm going to skip the big intro into this episode and just let you dive right in. I hope you enjoy this episode. All right, Annette, we're back. Bonjour, Lamy. Oh my gosh, mon ami. Uh, we are here. Okay, this has been a few months in the making because the last time we were here together on the podcast was last summer in July on episode 38. And I think saying that a lot has happened since then is kind of an understatement. What do you think? A, a very big understatement. Can we put um, quotes around that? <laughs> Y'all are about to go on a journey, the listeners out there, about the six months that we have had. There have been highs, there have been lows, there have been all kinds of things that we are going to dive into. So hopefully you are ready to come on this journey with us. That was very well put, saying the highs and lows, because there was some major highs, and then the roller coaster just really drops off, and we really hit those lows. I don't know if we, but definitely me. (laughs) I'm cracking up here. Not that your lows are anything to crack up about, but I know 
there life is life has highs and lows. So let's let's dive into that so people know exactly what we're talking about. Life was definitely happening. Yeah, no, you know what the good thing is is like you have to laugh a bit, laugh about it at some point, right? I mean, it's just too much. Right to get through it. You have to have a sense of humor, you know, in this life. That's what I've learned. So you said July 2021 was the last time we did our podcast. That's that's yeah. seven months ago. That's a long time since we've sat together and really talked about what has been going on. So can you tell me, like, I, obviously I know what's been happening with you for the last six to seven months, but let's give a recap to the listeners because you've yes. had a lot of movement. Yeah. And that's an understatement. Movement for you is an understatement. <laughs> Well, last summer when we were on the podcast, I was uh, in Malaga and I was actually, I think in the last days of my apartment here, I was about to give up my lease and head to the U.S. for a few months. So that's where I was in life. And I was just about to embark on this semi-nomadic lifestyle, which I've never really done. You know, I've been living in Spain for the last six years and been living here and maybe going to the U.S. for a month at a time, but haven't really spent a long duration of the year on the go. And that's what happened. So I left Malaga, headed to the U.S. And I actually, you know, because of COVID, I had him back in the U.S. for a year and a half, which for me is pretty long because I go back about every six months to visit family. So I went back. I was actually in San Francisco. Usually I go back to Texas, where I'm from. But I went to San Francisco, was visiting my siblings and also visiting or spending time with my partner. Um, So more on that later. Um, And while I was there, you know, we had a She Hit Refresh meetup in San Francisco. And then we also had one in New York, which was really cool because I got to meet up with some new refreshers and also some refreshers that we know, like Carol and Barbara and just uh, women that we've met in person and that have also been on our retreats with us. So that was just really cool uh, to, to see some familiar faces from from life, especially after COVID and, and being kind of in this bubble, in this lockdown and, and kind of stuck in Spain. But piggybacking off of that, I started, you know, my travels and from the U.S., you know, when we talked about this last year, I was getting that itch to travel and uh, I got the chance to, to travel again. I had done some Spain travel before we did the podcast last summer, but I really wanted to go to new places. You know, I wanted to have that exciting and thrilling adventure and feeling of just having just excitement. Exactly. Just having the excitement, the butterflies in your stomach, and just that having that sensory overload of a new place. And so I got to travel to Georgia, the country, um, (laughs) (laughs) which was really cool. And uh, also went to Greece. Um, And so I just got to, you know, do new things, you know, be in a foreign country, hike, explore, eat new food, um, and also took some time off of work, which was great uh, to really just be in the moment and enjoy life. Uh, But not all of that travel was vacation. I was also workationing, which for y'all who don't know what workationing is, that's basically traveling while you're working. And so that was pretty stressful, you know, chasing Wi-Fi, trying to find places to have Zoom calls, trying to like fit in seeing the city that you're in and work and working, you know, on a time zone that's like nine hours different than yours. So that was a bit of a bit of overwhelm there. And so I really was just craving to sit still for a bit. So I came back to Malaga. So that's a, that's the lifestyle of a digital nomad that you don't see on Instagram, right? You're not seeing like what that you're having to chase down internet or find the right place to work everywhere. You're just seeing the beautiful pictures of this is where I'm working from today. Let alone, we didn't know that, you know, the person was trying to get Wi-Fi for two hours. (laughs) 
Definitely. The life of a digital nomad is not as cracked out to be. And I don't think I want to be a digital nomad. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just stressful. Chasing Wi-Fi can be, especially now that so much of our, our work world is Zoom. And in my, my previous role, I was on a lot of calls and that is really stressful when you have client calls and your internet's going in and out or you're running around the city because the hotel or Airbnb you're in, Wi-Fi is not working. It, it's stressful. stressful and also planning travel around those things. It's just not as enjoyable as one might think it is. So, <clears throat> so came back to Malaga and was here for about two and a half months. Definitely had that downtime I was craving. And I just kind of spent time on work and really wasn't doing much. Just wanted to have a very simple, stress-free life for those few months. And then I had like a revolving door of friends visit while I was here, because at the same time, I wanted to have a low-key life. I also missed my friends. And so a lot of friends from Madrid came, but also Annette, you came to visit. Yes, I did. I came to crash the party. <laughs> and crash is what I did. <laughs> yeah, we will talk about that more in a bit, but that was really fun and I think that was a really good trip for, for you. Well, and for me too, but I think it had a, a deeper impact for where you were, but we'll talk about that in a minute. And then I had to pick it all up again. So then the end of the year, November, I was back on the road. Went back to the U.S. I was in Texas for a wedding. Um, I was there for Thanksgiving, my first Thanksgiving back with family in seven years. So since I moved to Spain um, and then Christmas also in in Houston. Um, and then I went to Mexico in between there. I was in Tulum, which I did not enjoy. And then I was in Medida, Mexico, which I really enjoyed. And I got COVID again. And then uh, I'm back in Malaga as of uh, January of this year. So that's a bit of like the highlights of the timeline of what happened the last six months. And like you mentioned, there was a lot of movement in there. And I would say as fun as it was to visit family, see new places. A lot of this traveling I was doing with my partner. So that was really fun to explore the world together. I was feeling so much overwhelm. Oh, and as I mentioned, I was working. So, you know, having my full-time job while doing all of this, it was a lot and I just needed to slow it down. Oh, I have a quick question on that because, um, well, two things. I didn't know that you went to Greece. Yeah. What went area to did you go real quick? I just yeah, yeah, yeah. Know. I went to, so I went to Athens for a few days, which I had been to before, but really it was just in Athens on the way to Crete. So I was on the okay. island of Crete. Interesting. Greece was not my favorite place. It just wasn't for me. Mainly I because remember. I got injured. I remember when you went and I was surprised that, yeah, you weren't, it wasn't, didn't seem like the top place that you've been to. Right. I was not fond of it. And then my next thing is I totally forgot this until you said it, you were traveling with your partner. This is the first time you've traveled to this extent with a partner, right? It's so different from being an individual and picking up and going and then traveling with a partner. Like, tell me what that was like, because I obviously don't know. Yeah. That's gotta be in another experience in itself. That um, is a really, really good question. Yeah, so I typically, I love traveling by myself. So I'm a huge solo travel, traveler and that's probably the main way I've traveled. Next to that, I've traveled with you the most. So outside of traveling by myself, I know we travel a lot. So I've traveled with you, but that's different than traveling with your romantic partner. And so, you know, we had spent a lot of time in Malaga. We had gone to the Canary Islands in April for three weeks, which is part of Spain. So that was our first time really traveling together and it went really well, but like going to the U S 
which he had lived in the U.S. for 10 years. So that wasn't new for him. But traveling in the U.S., traveling in Georgia, traveling in Greece, like that was all new territory for us to do together. And I would say it was so much fun. Like it was not stressful. I think there was one moment where I kind of lost it. But um, but other than that, it was, you know, just when you're spending that much time with someone, little things can can irk you, but nothing serious. But it was so much fun to do together. And I think we travel really well. We enjoy each other's company. So um, we're actually hoping to travel uh, South America later this year. So there, you know, there's more travels in the works based on, you know, just the, the great time that we had. That's awesome. Don't you think like that should be like the number one thing when you meet your partner, you should do all the things that you want your lifestyle as, because you're not just looking for love. You're looking for a specific lifestyle to have with that person to get all that in, in the first two to three months so that you know that you click or you, or you don't like, I think that would be the best thing for me at least. No, I completely agree. I mean, travel, especially traveling together, because I think that really exposes who people are because you're taken Mm -hmm. out of your element. You don't really have a reference point or that comfort that you have in your day-to-day life. And so, you know, you get to see how people react in stressful situations when they're uncomfortable, when they're not sure how to navigate. And I think that gives you a really good insight into who someone is. And so we got to spend a lot of time like seeing who we were in those situations. And yeah, it can like reaffirm like, yeah, this is an amazing person. I just love who and how they are. Or it can let you know like, oh, okay, some red flags are coming up for me here. I don't know this doesn't seem like exactly the same person that maybe I've known in the best of times. That would be perfect because then you wouldn't have to waste so many years. You know, you could get it all in, in the first few months and then know and not waste your time. I love that. I'm glad that you found a new um, travel partner. I love that. I also get to be a part of that. Can you explain to the audience what that means? Because they may be unsure. Uh, Well, I've gotten to know your partner and he is a great guy. I really enjoyed meeting him and spending time with him because I got to spend more time with him as we were, uh, as y'all came to the States. And I feel like we're a lot alike, which, which you saw and we're going, oh God. (laughs) So it is kind of traveling with me, but not. Yeah, you y'all. Know, are I like enjoyed it. Cousins. Yeah. Exactly. I did feel like we could be cousins. So yeah, that was, was really that's great too. When your partner and your friends get along, you know, that's important too. And I think we got off the rails, but that's pretty that's pretty normal for us. We go down a wormhole when we're talking about all kinds of things. And I just have to say, you and I live on different planets, maybe different universes, because our lives could not be more different, like nothing parallels until we can actually come together. And that's usually on vacation, right? Yeah. And it works. It works. Well, on that note, why don't you let uh, the audience know what has been going on for you since we last spoke last, uh, last summer? I don't know. Everything feels like a blur. I have no idea what has happened since last July. I mean, it is, um, you know, nobody's COVID time has gone well, right? In the last year and a half, especially mine, I can only speak on that. And like I said, like, it feels like a blur. Again, like my parents have been sick on and off through late summer. I had, I had been trying to work on getting a new position, especially at my company. So we'll go through that. So we did get a new position. Thankfully, I'm so happy for that. And by the end of the summer, I hit my, my mental peak. I had like a mental breakdown, honestly, and everyone's mental breakdowns look very different. And we can go into that 
um, too. I know we've talked about that extensively together, but I kind of want to touch on that because I feel like there are so many women that are going through the same things. And, and even if you don't recognize certain things, hearing somebody else talk about it, it, it may give you some insight or light. Um, but from all that, I rose from the ashes around October. So I could got, got to go to Spain and escape the U.S. for a bit and all my troubles here and go live in a different reality. So I got to go um, visit you in Malaga. And that was, a, that was an interesting trip, too, because I hadn't been outside the States in two years since I ran the Berlin Marathon, since we were in Germany. So that was that was stressful in itself because the anxiety is definitely high when you're trying to travel and trying to, trying to get through the airport and all that, you know, all that timeline is such, it was just so stressful for me. I literally forgot how I used to travel. I literally felt like I was traveling for the first time in my twenties because it was just so different. Um, and then coming back, you know, I started my new position and like you said, you came over in November. Um, I had two weddings in November. I had a big Thanksgiving, um, with my family on my, on my dad's side. So that was wonderful and great. And then, you know, starting the new position and then December rolls around and I, I just hit another peak like of exhaustion. So, I mean, when you're, when you're physically exhausted and mentally exhausted, that is just like an, a volcano effect. Like you just overflow with emotions and exhaustion. So December was pretty rough for me as well. Um, but by the end of December, I started feeling myself again and, and having uh, energy, which I was really missing. And I feel like finally, I finally was coming into my own again in January and could be able to like pick up myself and go, okay, what, what is this new year going to bring? And what am I going to do? So I'm very thankful that I got to go to Malaga and stay with you because, um, well, those, those first few days were rough, <laughs> were rough for me. I don't know what it was like for you. I, I'm honestly, like we said, we'd get into it um, a little later, but I'm honestly, I want to see what I look like from your point of view. And I'll talk about my point of view as well, because you know me very well. So, you know, my ins and outs um, and you know that like when I'm quiet, it's because I'm completely exhausted or my brain is running with so much information that I'm trying to sort it out. And I'm sure you saw that a lot. Definitely. Well, I think, um, oh my God, there's so many things I want to ask you about. Maybe let's move into that of, I know we were going to talk about, you know, some reflections of 2021. So maybe let's start with that. And you can touch on some of those things that, well, we mentioned at the top, at the beginning of this podcast, there were highs and lows. And I think you were feeling a lot of those lows from the exhaustion that you were feeling. And definitely I noticed that when you got here, but if you could maybe dive into that a little bit more, also talk about why did it feel like you were traveling for the first time? Um, I know you were anxious because of COVID. I'm not sure if any of the stress also stress makes it hard to make decisions too. So, and then there was a lot of decisions you had to make coming over. Just let us know like what was going on in terms of 2021 in general, the exhaustion, um, and then talking about Spain as well. Yeah. So the end of the year was very rough. And I think I was just carrying so much from the last year or two. I mean, it's a very hard for me to take that backpack of stress and um, responsibility off. 
And the only time I can really do that is traveling, right? Because you can only do so much when you're abroad or when you're away from your own uh, reality. So for me, I think I just carry so much and it's hard for me to, to let that go that it just piles up. Even when things are going well, I can keep I can keep myself together for so long and then you're going to break the levy breaks. Right. And the flow is out. And that's a really hard balance to like, how do you let that out? How do you uh, release that type of stress? And I mean, running and traveling have always been my fix for that. But at some point, like, you know, we couldn't really do that. Or I felt like I couldn't really do that because my parents were sick too. So I'm having to cover all these types of grounds or travel to see them and be with them. So I never felt like I could get out and do things because what if I got COVID then that, then I can't go help my parents in, in any which way. But yeah, at the end of um, the end of August, I just hit, I just hit a real low. I had to get on medication. My anxiety was just through the roof. Like I just couldn't get through the work day. Everything felt so overwhelming that, I mean, it, everything became hard because I'm, I am sitting in my place for eight to 10 to 12 hours working and not getting outside. And I need to do that. I'm an outdoorsy person. I love to be in nature. It changes my mood like so quickly in seconds. And I wasn't doing any of that for myself because I was carrying all this responsibility of, you know, trying to take care of my parents, trying to get through the work day. And you had mentioned this with your job, like you're on video calls, you're, you're constantly talking to clients. And that's what I was doing in my last role. It's very chaotic and um, reactive. So you're just always on. And so for me, I was just basically, I had no energy at the end of the day. I would just basically crawl onto my sofa, but I actually got to talk to my sister on the day that I finally mentally broke. I'm very, I'm very good and aware of how I'm feeling when I'm going through things that it's almost like an out-of-body experience to pull myself out and say, okay, you're breaking down and that's okay. Cause you have to release all of this. And we're at this point. You're in a safe place. You're in your home. You're not going to injure yourself. You're not going to do anything in that sense, but you do need to get help. And thankfully, my older sister is an RN. So I was just texting with her and talking about certain things and having her fill in for me with family stuff, because I just felt like even those little things were going to be overwhelming that would bring me joy. And so I can tell when her hat changes from sister to nurse and she asked me all the right questions and just said like, you're having a mental breakdown. You need to go get some anxiety medication. You need to go to see your doctor. And I wasn't sleeping either. Like I couldn't turn my brain off at night. It was just so much. I just could not sleep. I was probably sleeping like three hours a night. Maybe nothing was working. Running wasn't working. The calming and meditation wasn't working. Um, those radio stations, it did that. Yoga wasn't working. Everything I tried was just not working. And so I'm also not one to take medication. I like to uh, work on the actual issue. And, but I had to give in at this point. Like, I, you know, you need the help. You need all the help that you can get. And so I, I did that. So yeah, I had to, I had to step back and really go, okay. I mean, you have to think about this, right? If you're not okay, you can't help other people. So yeah, I did. I got on medication and I took a week off from work. 
And I really had to sit there and go, okay, I have to change everything. And I really started creating a plan for myself. It was like, if I don't get this next position, um, oh yeah, in the middle, <laughs> this is way too funny. I think in the middle of this breakdown, I'm also interviewing for the position that I wanted. Can you believe that? <laughs> I don't feel like I'm in the right mindset, but I pushed myself through somehow, some way and interviewed for that other position. And the good thing is I also knew that manager. So I felt very comfortable to get through that. Can you just remind the audience, maybe if they haven't heard the last episode, uh, I know you were talking last episode that you were trying to get another position as it's a position in another company in the same company, which, what were you trying to do at work? So, yeah, I think in the last uh, episode, I might've mentioned that, you know, I, I hit, I hit the wall back in April about wanting a different position because the, my, that current position that I was in, I couldn't do it anymore. And so I did talk to management and I'm so thankful I stepped up and spoke for myself and saying like, I need something different. I took the time to figure out how am I going to approach them with this? Right. Um, I think it's all in the approach when you're working, when you're working in a company and you're telling them like, I, I enjoy this place. I, I have these values that align with your company and I want to stay here, but I just cannot do what I'm doing anymore. It's not working for me. So I think there was a, I had a really good approach going in and talking to my managers and they helped me out. They helped me look for another type of position. It did take six months, I will say. So that was even rough because you don't know if that's going to happen or not, right? We're just gambling in this, but I'm glad I took that risk. And even though it took that long, um, I'm still glad that I took that risk because at least I knew like something is either going to happen or not, because normally we, we don't speak up. We don't ask for what we want and cause we're afraid. And it's a, that's a hard thing. And I don't even know why we're afraid because we're already sitting at no, cause you don't know if those, if that's an option or not until you ask. So what's the worst that can happen? They say, no, you move on. At least you have an answer and you know, and you're able to move on from that idea here and, and work towards your bigger goal. So definitely, I would, let's just put a pin in that. Cause I do want to come back to that about speaking mm -hmm. up and advocating for yourself, but I want to, yeah, want you to continue the story of talking about the breakdown and the changes that you needed to make. Yeah. So, so fast forward, I did, uh, I did have that interview and it went really well. On the outside, now seeing that, it did go very well. And I actually talked to my boss afterwards, um, well, my new boss now, and we talked about that because I just wanted to let her know where I was coming from as well and what that looked like. I mean, I just like knowing what somebody else's perspective is on me when I'm going through certain things because then I know what to look for in myself. But, um, and honestly, I didn't find out for like three to four weeks if I got the job or not. No one told me anything. That was a little bit rough. I didn't know if to ask. I didn't know what was happening. Management wasn't telling any, telling me anything. And granted, like we're all going through things. They were going through a rough patch as well. But from there, you hit that wall. And that really helped me make decisions because even taking the step to have the interview starts a certain process, right? Good or bad. But now you're starting to work through these goals and tasks and start eliminating and start figuring out what I'm moving to. Having that interview gave me the confidence to go, okay, this is either going to work or not. Okay. Now I need a, I need a plan. I need to figure out if I don't get this job, I'm going to take the rest of the year off because I'm burnt out. There's just no ifs, ands, or buts about this. Okay. That's a plan. You know what? 
I'm going to go on vacation now because I can't wait for this. And I need a break from this whole life. And at that point, my parents were doing well, everything had settled. And that's normally when I break, when everything settles down and is going well, right. You have the time to stop and, um, take a breather. But again, like when you do that, that levy breaks and you're just exhausted. So it, again, like I'm still grateful to go through those things because at some point you have to stop, you have to break. And it's not the way that we want to, or not the way that I wanted to, but I'm like, it still happened because it led to other things, right? It led to a new position. It led to me making decisions and making a plan for the next couple of months. So that was really great. I remember reaching out to you and saying, I need to get out of here. What's happening over there? And we talked about it and I booked a flight that week. (laughs) And that was great because that felt like myself again things that I would jump on to to do. Um, And even that in itself, buying the flight and trying to plan out the next steps in the process from for travel, that was hard. That gave me anxiety. I know we were talking about that earlier. You were mentioning that it's, it felt like I didn't know how to do any of that because all those choices that you have to, all those tasks or choices that you have to start planning for, I didn't even know where to go. I was like, I don't even know. Oh, I have to buy a a train ticket. I've got to get a hotel. Where do I want to stay? And, you know, going through that, it just was very overwhelming. Like I would write stuff down and then be like, okay, I'll deal with that in a day or two. Cause I just, the, the question was heavy enough for the day. And the funny thing is as much as I've traveled to Spain and especially Madrid to come see you every year, maybe twice a year, you laugh, but it's true. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't know where to stay. And how many neighborhoods have you stayed in? Which I've loved every one of them. Yeah. I think you've been to like three of my apartments there. So. <laughs> I had no idea where to stay. So that, that in itself, like that was eye-opening. I mean, if, if you told me different cities or, or countries, I know exactly where I want to go and where I want to stay. I knew nothing about Madrid in that in that sense. Um, so all of that just felt very overwhelming. It felt like because I hadn't traveled in two years, it felt like I was doing this for the first time. I couldn't even sleep the night before I slept well on the plane. I also had a few glasses of wine to help with that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I remember you maybe not outright saying you're overwhelmed, but I could tell in the way that you were communicating the questions you were asking. And I had, you know, because I was working full-time when you came to visit. So I think there were some days that was going to take some time off, but I knew the days that I'd be working, I'd already kind of thought about some, you know, day trips for you to do. And I remember you getting here and I quickly realized, okay, she's not going to be doing day trips. Like she needs to really like, this needs to be her retreat of just taking time and keeping things simple. Like this is a time for, for you to reset because when we travel together, we're on the go, we're exploring, we're out and about even in Madrid. And I could tell like, you just didn't have it in you. You didn't have that kind of energy to be going at that full force. And so you know, I was happy to to give you the space to just, I don't know if it was recuperate or just kind of like fill those energy levels up. Maybe you can walk us through that or talk us through that. Yeah. You know, I honestly, we haven't talked about this or how I felt, but I was worried about going over there. Now my voice is cracking because um, I really was worried about going over there because you have a lot of energy. I have a lot of energy. Your energy shows more than mine. I'm a little bit more reserved now. The older I get, I've noticed, I noticed that I'm a lot more reserved, but I can meet you on that physical energy. And then that's why it's so great to travel together. Cause I know when it 
to get into gear when I don't need to. Um, and I was really worried to come over there because you had already been traveling. You were already at your level. And I knew that I could not meet you at that. But I didn't want to, I didn't say anything either. And I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want you to, I didn't want you to have those gloves, those sensitive gloves or those, you know, to like care and what's, what's the word? Help me out. Okay. Like I didn't like to I take didn't. care of you or to what, what do you mean? Or, yeah. In a sense, but not really like walk like, on eggshells. No. Um, yeah. I didn't want you to have to wear like kind of like special gloves to take care of me or walk, like you said, walk on eggshells or just feel like I'm coming over there to just sleep. And I did need to recoup, but I didn't want you to feel like that because I didn't want it to be like that either. That's not what I needed. Well, I did need that for sure, but I wanted to be able to get back to myself and I'm, I'm around your type of energy. That's going to kick me back into gear into being myself. But I think it took me like two or three days to actually get there because I got there and I mean, I was good for that day, but that Monday and Tuesday was really rough. I slept a lot. <laughs> I yeah. really did. And that was okay. I mean, I was going through my own overwhelm over here with work and like trying to do the podcast. I was having so many things that I was like, okay, she just wants to keep it in first gear. Like that works for me. I Then I don't have to feel overwhelmed of like trying to make sure you're having a good time. I think we both were just able to... I don't know. I, all I remember we, what we did is go out to dinner like that. We kept it so chill. It was just like nice dinners, walking around. It wasn't a sightseeing. Let's like do Malaga, paint the town red. It was just let's just hang and chill. Right. Exactly. Because I, I did not have that energy. I think we did talk about it at that level. We just I kept it very I tried to keep it very simple. I tried to not really go into like having these deep conversations. And we, I mean, we did, I think towards the end or when you came over, but I didn't want to do that. Cause I didn't, I didn't want to break again. I wanted to have fun and I wanted to like sleep and relax, recoup and get back to myself. And I didn't want to be overwhelmed with that type of emotion. Cause I, I was like, I need this vacation. I want to enjoy myself. I have a week, a week there to enjoy myself because when I go back, it's going to be the same thing at that time. So that, um, that was really hard for me, but, um, yeah, we did. I mean, we ate really well. That is never the issue, especially with me. <laughs> that we um, did. Yeah. So yeah. Reflecting back on that time, I, I was a little worried cause you know, why well, I mean, I was in a different place and I didn't want that to also overflow into you. Cause when you're with other people, like your, your mood, your actions or reactions, they affect other people. And I was really worried about that and putting that on you because it's not your, it's not your battle to fight, but I, I wanted, I needed your energy to help me recoup too. So. Oh, friend. Well, you can always bring any kind of energy over. I just felt really like, I felt good that I could provide that space for you. I know you really right. needed just to kind of take a step back. And I was happy to offer that to you, to let you sleep, go to the beach and hang out. If you just wanted to relax, that was cool. Like, I'm, I'm glad you had the space to do that. Cause I know the kind of year that you had, you had had. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. I know I missed out. I feel like I really did miss out on Malaga, what 
all that it had to offer. I just didn't have that energy to, to do that. I think by Wednesday, when we did the hammam, I was like, oh, I'm starting to feel myself again. But it, it does take a couple of days because of all the anxiety and the stress that you have. I mean, being in the airport, I was people watching. I felt like a, that was the first time I had ever been in an airport or traveled. You're paying attention to so many things. And also granted, like I left on a Friday and I didn't get to Spain till Sunday morning because I had a delay, which made me miss my second flight and ended up staying um, in DFW area with, with my brother. And yeah, I drove him nuts because I had so much anxiety. I didn't want to miss this flight. I needed this trip so much. I drove him nuts. So it, there was a lot, I felt like there was a lot riding on this vacation. So getting mm-hmm. there and getting there, getting your energy, you know, I had to, I don't know how many flights, three flights. I think it was on three flights, a train and then Uber <laughs> from here and there finally to get to your space. And I was just like, so thankful, locked out of your apartment, but I was so happy to stand there. It is a Sunday evening and nobody is in the streets, but me. And I was like, thank you, Jesus. I will sleep on, on the steps here. I'm just so happy I'm here. And then I see my little friend come around the corner, screaming my name, running with her hands up. And I would have ran to meet you halfway, but I had no energy. So I just was raising my hands in the air going, I'm here. I made it. All while your partner is watching going, hmm, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> I really would like to hear his point of view too. <laughs> yeah, that was the first time y'all met. So that was funny. But you know what? It's okay because I think we did say that. Like, it's okay that we didn't, you know, do everything in Malaga because you're going to be back crossing fingers that, um, you know, with our upcoming retreat, which I'll talk about in a little bit, hopefully you'll be able to join us if all the stars align. So you'll be back and you'll get to see everything. Yeah, I'm going to make the stars align. If you know, if we've learned anything, like you have to make things happen, stuff is just things are not going to happen for you or happen to you. You have to make them happen. Definitely. So I will get those uh, stars aligned and sorry, you guys. Yeah, that was, um, I didn't know how much to share because I don't know how, um, how it affects other people, but I, hopefully it helps someone. I like, I'm kind of an open book at this point in my life. So, um, if it helps somebody else like that, that's all I ask. Yeah, no, I think definitely it's important to share your truth. I know, as always, people can be looking at the outside and think, you know, our lives are perfect and not know what's going on on the day to day. So thank you so much for sharing. I know that was something, you know, really heavy that you went through and and personal. So thank you for sharing. I think that'll definitely help other people. And um, I think it's important to, to just be honest with what we're going through, especially in the years that we've had in the last few years with COVID, it just kind of exacerbates everything that everyone's been feeling. And so it's okay to, to break down. It's okay to not be able to carry the weight of what life's throwing at us. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to take medication. It's okay to go to therapy. It's okay to do all those things because we're human, right? At the end right. of the day, we're human. It's, these are human experiences. There's nothing to be embarrassed about or to feel anything negative about in, having human experiences like this. In all of this, the good thing that's come out of this is people are now paying attention to mental health and they realize that it is a real thing. It is not something you can sweep up under the rug or suppress anymore because it's not going to help you when you do that. So that's the good thing that now we're talking about mental health and now how important that is because it affects every aspect of your life, right? So many people are pivoting in their lives, in their careers, 
this is, and this is great stuff because you're starting to change your life again. And hopefully that brings more people abroad and traveling. And, you know, the good thing about that is we have a retreat to help you figure all that out. Yes, we do. <laughs> uh, we do. Okay. I'm going to talk about the retreat, but I'll give a little insight too, into kind of my reflections um, to 2021. I definitely was dealing with overwhelm, not nearly to the extent that you were, but mine was also, mine was brought on about with work. And so I know uh, we both had to make a pivot at work because it just was not working for us. And I would say reflecting on 2021, there were kind of two areas of my life that really stand out. And they were like opposite opposing experiences, especially, you know, emotionally, just and how I was feeling and just my state of being, there were like two things happening at the same time. And I'll start off with the work a bit because uh, last year, you know, I had started a new job January 4th of last year. And so my whole year was spent uh, in this new role. And I would say it was really hard for me. It was challenging for me. Before that, I had been working since I moved to Spain, you know, mostly as a freelancer. I had a lot of autonomy, a lot of space. Sometimes I'm working full-time, sometimes it was part-time. And actually, right before I moved to Malaga, I had taken about eight months off to write the book, I'm Out of Here, the Visa Guide uh, for Europe. And so I had taken those eight months off, and then right away I had um, started working for, for a company because I just, after writing the book, I didn't have the mojo, and I've talked about this before, to be creative and really pour into She Hit Refresh. I was at a point where I needed to work for someone and them tell me what to do and give me a paycheck, kind of keep it simple. But it actually ended up being quite stressful for me. You know, I was in a new role. I was working on a team again, in and out of Slack, emails, Zoom calls, a lot of things that were pushing me out of my comfort zone. I was in that discomfort on a daily basis and it was making me very anxious. So I just feel like a lot of my days were, were just, I was in an anxious state. I would wake up feeling anxious, wake up and be like, Oh, what do I have to do today? And not to say like the company I worked for amazing, the leadership, amazing, uh, that I was on the marketing team, amazing. My coworkers were amazing. So nothing negative about the company, but just how I felt in the role, it was just too much. It was causing the anxiety. Do you feel like it's the the layout of the job, having this type of corporate job of like the eight to five that you're not used to and having thing, everything outlined or everything so scheduled and so particular and you having to be on, like you don't have that space to just do your own thing. Yeah, that's a good question. I think it was a little of that. Like definitely I love autonomy and I had a lot of autonomy in my role, but still I had to be available during certain hours. You know, let's say I wanted to go play beach volleyball at 4 p.m., but I couldn't because I had to work things like that where before I could work my schedule around it. But I think it was more so what caused me a lot of anxiety was just just the responsibilities of the role, like external responsibilities, not to say I can't take on responsibilities. I have a lot of those in my life, but just more in a corporate sense, like that was just making me really anxious. I had to meet goals. I had to be accountable. I had to be at these standups all the time. And I don't know why that just, just made me feel very anxious of always having to show up for others, which made me very anxious. But looking back, like there was a lot of growth in, in having to, to see things through, especially when they were hard and uncomfortable, but it it just wasn't sustainable. And so I knew I had to stick with it, you know, through the year, throughout the year. And I actually switched roles midway because the role I was hired for just wasn't the role for me. And, you know, I spoke up and luckily it's this incredible company that said, Hey, what do you want to do? And they were able to, to find a role that was better suited for me. 
but still it was taking a lot out of me and I was feeling drained. I was feeling exhausted and really like, you know, I had other priorities in my life and I just didn't feel like I had the energy or the creativity to pour into that. And so I could tell I was feeling overwhelmed. I could tell I was suffering from fatigue, especially decision fatigue. I just did not have it in me. I'm, I'm an energizer bunny. I can go, go, go. I can juggle the full-time job and my external interests, but I just couldn't do it. I just didn't want to do it and just felt zapped. And so I just knew that I had to make a decision. And so actually just what last week I, I quit the job, I quit my job. And so I, I needed to make that space. And we'll talk about that a little bit more when we talk about our one word intentions. And I just needed to have that space to feel like myself again. There was a big part of last year where I just felt like I am constantly in an anxious state and that's not who I am. And so while the job was great, because like I said, there was a lot of growth and I had a lot of disposable income that I could pour into adventures that I had last year and also into She Hit Refresh because I needed to outsource things since I wasn't capable of doing them at the time. Um, that helped a lot, but really like work. And it was just a heavy energy that I had to let go of that consumed me last year. That's really hard to get out of that space too, because when you're so v- fatigued and zapped, you, you know what you need to do, but you just don't even have the energy to take those steps forward as well. So I'm so proud of you. And I'm so glad that you recognize these things. So it's not a bad thing. Like you said, it was a great company. It just, all these little intricate things did don't work for you. And that's good to know because when you're moving forward and something else, you're going to recognize those things so much quicker to go, nope, nope, that's not going to work for me. Very proud of you on that. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, you have to put yourself first and also you have to look at the big picture. You know, I was able to save enough money last year. Book sales are doing pretty well. Like, you know, I have a cushion to walk away. So it's no, and it was something I, I've thought about been thinking about for a while. It wasn't a decision made on a whim, but I knew that, that I could do it. But I had mentioned, you know, there were kind of two opposing experiences last year. I had that heaviness from, from work, but then I had this like energized energy. I don't know, there's more light energy coming into my life from my relationship that I'll talk about briefly here, just because I think it's important to mention because it was a big part of my life last year. You know, when I moved to Malaga in October of 2020, you know, I met someone shortly after moving here, which definitely was not my intention. I was coming here to do my own thing, take a break and move back to Madrid. And, and then I met somebody and it was, it was wonderful. It was an adventurous time getting to know someone, getting to know this new city. And um, it was just really great to have that kind of energy and experience. Um, the early, I think for me, my favorite part of a relationship is those early days when you're getting to know someone and everything is possible and you're seeing things through rose tinted glasses and everything is incredible. I was great to have that personal life outside of my work life to look forward to every day. And I think that really helped me a lot. Just get through the days knowing like my work doesn't define me. There will be an end to this. Take it day by day and don't focus so much on work. Like punch in, punch out, but really just spend your time in the parts of your life that you're really enjoying. Um, and so that was, a, I think, a great balance to 2021 that, and a great takeaway from that from, from last year. I think you are so good at balancing life and work. And I don't understand why I haven't been able to pick up on on any of examples that you've done. So very proud of you on that because you do. You, I don't know how to let work go. And I can't even get into that love life because I can't even balance like my regular life, which is, you know, family, the personal life is family. And then the work life there's, for me, it's just, it's, it's ongoing. 
So I don't have a break. And I think I just realized that when you're talking about that, I don't have that space or that break to, to go do something else or to be involved in something else just for me. And you just nailed that. Oh, thank you, Fred. Well, I think it's important, you know, these are our lives. And as we get older, you know, time passes so much quicker and it's tough. It's an awakening to look back and see that time has just passed. And maybe there are certain areas of our life that we're not fulfilling that we need to. And so I know for me, like I can't stay in something that's not working, whether that's a relationship, whether mm-hmm. that's a job, whether that's a place. And as hard as what as challenging as it was work-wise last year, I had like this other part of my life that I could uh that I could really escape to that I could, that I could escape to knowing, I think what helped too was knowing, like I could just walk away from my job if it really wasn't working for me anymore. And so as I got closer to the end of the year, that was becoming more of a possibility. And so that really helped me get through Mm -hmm. (laughs) some of the tough times of the job is just knowing like, okay, it's going to come to an end. Let's just, you know, finish what we started, you know, 2022 will bring about that space that I was so craving. Right. And that's, I mean, that's great because you built all that from the last few years, right? To be able to take that, take this time and space. Definitely. And the job helped. And I think I want to go back and talk a little bit about, because, you know, it's really funny. Last year, both of us were advocates for ourselves and spoke up at work. We were both in roles that weren't working for us. And we actually were able to pivot and find new roles within the same companies that we were. So I do want to talk a little bit about that. Like, how was that experience for you speaking up? Had you done that before? Were you afraid? You know, the funny thing is I can advocate for somebody else all day long. For me, I don't know why. I don't know why I just kind of take it and go, oh, I can deal with this and then I'll make those changes later. But um, I think because of the two years that I've had through um, COVID, made me go, okay, something's got to change. You have to change something sooner than later. So for me, I have to know that I have a plan. I can't just like rip the bandaid off and just go with, with anything. Um, I knew I had hit my limit on this position and that type of work that I, that I told myself, okay, you either ask for what you want, or you're going to be stuck in this so much longer than you, than you want to be. So we don't know, you know, there's so many uncertainties during this time too, that I felt like I just need to pick something and run with it. And it's a, it's a mindset too. I have to get comfortable with those ideas. So I have to make a plan. So I have to write out a plan to go, if this doesn't work, then what? I'm somewhat of an engineer. If then statements, you know, if then, then what? Um, so for me, uh, I believe it was around, I believe it was around April. I have to get outside my comfort zone and my space and be in another space to recognize these things and say, okay, I need to ask for this. And I'm so happy that I did, that I was honest and that I was able to deliver it in the, in the right way to management and ask for something else. And the fact that I knew like, if it doesn't work out, I have a plan. I would just take time off. I'm fortunate to be in a position that I can do that too, as well. Cause you know, we both have worked really hard to that, to set that money aside, to be able to do these type of things. And I think at a younger age, I didn't have that. So you push through and you take on so much. And now I, now I'm so thankful to know that I don't have to do that. I don't have to make those decisions. And I think that's what's the most helpful thing for me is to be able to create a quick plan and, and then be able to advocate for myself. You can't sustain this type of um, lifestyle or not lifestyle, but work 
style. I can't do that anymore. I'm not 25 and I don't want to, and we shouldn't have to, right? Definitely. Definitely in a different place. You know, I, another thing is that has been really hard for me because I was so career driven is knowing that I didn't want to climb the ladder. And that's really hard to, to speak up about or to deliver to management because everyone feels like if you're in this position, you keep climbing the ladder. Well, not everybody wants that. And I had to have that type of discussion and talk and be positive on the way that I delivered it and saying like, this is what I want to do. It doesn't make me any less of a career driven person, but I know my strengths and I know where I want to be able to be, be of service. And that's most important to me is like helping other people and being of service. And it's not the path that they were thinking. And it was more of what do I want to do? Cause at the end of the day, I need to be happy with what I'm doing. Right. Because I pay my own bills. So I <laughs> think that was a major thing for me. And in the past, I've always had, I've always created the second job at my companies. So I've always had two positions at every company that I've worked for. And I had forgotten that. So I've always made my way on the second um, position. And then I, you know, you spend enough time there and you realize, okay, it's time to go. It's time to do something else. So I'm very, I'm very happy that even in all that chaos, I was able to step up, advocate and get across what, what I needed in a position. You know, it would have been a lot nicer to, uh, to have it or to get into that position quicker than, than it took. Cause it took about six months. And even that was so much weight, right? Cause you're trying to live day to day. And there's like, I felt overwhelmed over every day, anxiety, everything that you were talking about is the same thing. I was feeling all of that. It's the ugliest feeling too. Cause you know, that's not who you are. And that was just, it was a very hard year. It was a very hard to, to get through. Well, I'm proud of you for speaking up. Yeah. When I just feel like when you live with that anxiety and that stress, it just blocks so much. It blocks ideas, creativity, like you just cannot think in the future. For me, it made it so hard to make really minor decisions. Like you were talking about, about just travel, even minor decisions about what I wanted to do, where I wanted to be. It just made everything so much harder. So I'm so glad that you spoke up. I know it's, it's not easy. Um, and I know you you know, have climbed the career ladder. You have built your career. Um, and I know you've stuck with things when they're hard. I'm the opposite. I'm a kind of a serial job quitter. So, <laughs> so <laughs> and that's for, okay. <laughs> and that's okay. We're all different. So for me, you know, speaking up, in this role was very new to me because usually if a job's not working for me, I'm like, I'm out, I'll find another job. Um, <laughs> but this role was different because, you know, a friend of mine had recommended me. It was just a great company. It was a great opportunity to be there. I wasn't ready to, to quit and figure out something. Like I was just like, if I quit, then I just have to find a job. And that takes so much energy and time. Like I have something certain here. I like this company. I just don't like this role. And so I remember talking to you, to another one of our friends, um, getting people's opinions, like, what do I do? And uh, y'all were just like, be honest, tell them how you're feeling and just see what they say. Like, you know, so I kind of went into this conversation not asking for another role, not even asking for anything, just was went into this conversation saying, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. And I wanted to let you now let you know now. And a little different than you, you had been in your role for a few years. I had only been in this new role for three months when I spoke up. So that was, I just felt bad. I felt, you know, you felt like a failure. Like you guys hired me for this. My friend recommended me who works here. And now I can't even do this role that everyone thought I could do. And they assured me that I could do that role and I was doing great, but I just knew it wasn't the right fit for me. And they were 
lovely. And that conversation actually opened up a better opportunity or a better match there at the company. So that was new for me to be an advocate and speak up for myself in a professional sense, where actually the outcome was ideal. Like they didn't say, okay, well, thank you. Um, goodbye. It was like, hey, we want to keep you. Um, what is it you want to do? We have these positions available. We'd love to have you join X, Y, and Z team. And so I was able to do that. And it just felt like a win. It felt like, you know, it's so funny. Like I'm 41. I'm like, oh my God, I'm like learning new things, new skills, facing new fears. Um, and so it just felt really good to, to face a fear like that. I hope that's happening a lot more often now. And especially with women, because we don't normally speak up, you know, we don't want to rock the boat. We're very thankful for what we have, but we do have to start doing and advocating more for ourselves. Right. We don't want to make people feel uncomfortable. So then we carry the discomfort. Uh, even when I, when I quit, you know, I gave my notice about a month ago. I mean, I could, in my mind, I was trying to rationalize, well, maybe I can stay till the summer. Maybe I can stay till the end of the year. They're a great team. You know, I had just been in this new role with the company six months. I'm like, I've already switched once. Now I'm going to be quitting. I'm going to look like a total flip-flopper. And I just had to be like, you know what, this is what I want to do. And so I need to have this conversation. I can't continue in discomfort just because I don't want to make people uncomfortable or uh, disappoint my team. Like I have to speak up for myself. And so my conversation of quitting just a month ago actually went really well. And I had so much support from the team and there's still projects for me to be involved with them if, if I'd like. So it was just a great experience overall this past year of speaking up for myself. You said something about, and I was thinking this and then you said it. So um, our ESP is right on point, but you're saying uh, disappointment. And I think that's very good word. I don't like to disappoint other people. And I think that's why I end up staying or roughing it out a little bit longer or pushing through. And I think that was a lot of yours too. You didn't want to disappoint anybody. And when we were talking about all of this um, last year, we kept going back to the thing of you need to be honest. You need to just, we need to be selfish now, honestly. It's the only way you're going to get to have the life that you want and you want to build if we are selfish. And that's not a bad word either. And I've had to learn that as well. Like I need to be selfish or I'm never going to get to have the life that I want or build the life that I want. And I think that's a major thing that the disappointing other people. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Why are we so afraid to disappoint others and put ourselves first? I don't know. And we're always disappointed, but from other people. <laughs> I, I don't know. Is it a woman thing? I think definitely women face this. I know. Yeah, definitely women do. Uh, refreshers out there, let us know right in. Why do you think we're so afraid to disappoint others and then put ourselves in the backseat for so long and let time pass when if we really would just speak up, like you said, we could be creating the lives that we want to live. Right. And how do we do redefine uh, selfish? Because we're not. We're putting everybody else forward, but we need to put ourselves forward for us, a priority. And we know this in the sense where, you know, if you're, if you're not doing well, if you can't take care of yourself, how can you take care of somebody else? Like that's always something that's, that's in my mind. So like I, my, I wouldn't say it was my uh, word this year of intention. I actually was thinking about that. And now that we can roll right into that. Um, but it definitely was one of the, the few words I was thinking about. And the only reason I didn't use it is because I feel like it has a negative definition towards selfish. Yeah. Negative so connotation. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. I would just need to reclaim that word and make it a positive. I mean, really, yeah. Selfish is just putting yourself first. Like this is the year of you hopefully, but I know like selfish wasn't your one word intention. What is your one word intention for this year? Consistency. This is what I need. Um, and for the, you know, for the last two years, everything is so up and down highs and lows, but I felt like I need to have consistency in myself in order to be able to, to follow the path that I want. So I felt like it was a little bit better of a word than selfish and the consistency has more of a proactive connotation for me. It just feels like a more positive word and it's going to get me to where I want to go and what path I want to be on. If I keep up with my tasks, if I keep up with my goals, if I keep, get back on maybe a routine, because I'm really good at routines, whether I like them or not, but that helps me move a little faster and getting things done. So consistency was um, a a very important word and I need to see it in myself because then that's going to give me the confidence to keep going. You know, those little wins, we talk about wins. You need those little wins to help you move forward. Yeah. Being consistent on a daily basis is what's going to move you forward. Yes. Mine. Um, I love that consistency. Got it. Mine. So I picked three this year. So I have some friends I used to, I have picked one in the past years, but I have some friends that pick three. So I was like, you know what? I can't dwindle it down to one of a few things. So one of them is space. So just creating that space in my life and quitting my job was a huge part of that. Like letting that go, not only created time because I'm not, I don't have to work. I was only working 30 hours. So I don't have to work 30 hours anymore, but the space that that anxiety was consuming and taking up space in my mind and in my body space to focus on the things that are important to me space to focus on other priorities. Oh, I love that. It's space to be in the right place that you want to be in space, you know, in your mind, your body, in your soul, because everything needs to align together. And when they don't, that's when we have all that discomfort and anxiety. And um, yeah, what was your next? Okay. So that was, that was your first word. I love that. I wrote it down. Nice. Um, What was your next word? And this Um, is not in any type of order, correct? No, these are just three words. And I I just want to add to space. I would say also space to do nothing. It's really important for me. I'm someone who has like my tasks. This is what I'm doing from this time to that time. I don't give myself a lot of like buffer time, breathing room. And I really just want to have space to do nothing. I want to go play volleyball at 4.30 and then maybe go for a two-hour walk, you know, meandering around the town after that. Like, I just want to do things that maybe aren't productive. I'm always like doing things that are productive. So I want the space to just do and be. Um, Or that we define as productive. I think it's more of that because like going to play volleyball or do whatever you want to do, that is productive because you're giving yourself that time to like relax and enjoy something that doesn't have a specific type of outcome. If it doesn't have a specific type of outcome, then we're like, that's not being productive, right? We're on the sofa for three hours. We're thinking I did nothing. I got nothing done and I was not productive. But honestly, your body needed that to be able to move tomorrow. And that's another one we need to redefine. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing a lot of that Netflixing and that's not something that I do a lot, but I, I want to have the time to sit on the cook, the couch for three, three hours and, and do nothing and enjoy that time. Not and not nothing. feel guilty. Yeah. About it. Oh, right? Amen. <laughs> guilty. 
Got it. So, (laughs) so we have space. The next one is health. Just because last year I was so anxious and my plate was so full. Like I just wasn't taking care of my health in the way that I wanted to, in terms of having a consistent workout, eating healthy, cooking. Like I just didn't have time. I didn't prioritize any of that because it was just like too much with everything going on. So now that I have the space, I want to prioritize my health and just focus on mental health, physical, eating well. So that's the second word. And then last is dedication. So I had a few competing words, but I think for me, dedication makes sense because I want to focus on just a few different areas this year, but I want to be dedicated to them and I want to follow through. So like with the health, I want to be dedicated to that throughout the year, kind of like your consistency. I want to stick with something, focus on that. I don't want to be taking in new things. I kind of want to sign up to what I'm going to focus on this year now. And just be dedicated to do, to those things until next year. I don't want to have a lot of noise or clutter going on in my, in my mind. I like those. All three are so great. And because you're doing this three-word intention for 2022, I'm going to go back and add my selfish. I, and yes. like you said, like I want this year to be about me and I need to use that word and redefine it for myself. So consistency and selfish. Love it. Oh my gosh. My friend's going to be selfish. I don't even know who you are. Don't even know. Neither do I. (laughs) I'm loving this. So yeah, you were talking about like you, you're going to focus on these three um, word intentions for the year. So can, should we go into a little bit more detail of how you're going to focus on this? I mean, you did, you did talk about this, but what about like traveling, Yeah. So with travel, I do want to travel later this year. Um, So from now until the summer, till June, I want to be in Malaga. I need to take it easy. I need to have routine. Uh, maybe travel in Latin America for the second half of the year. Other ways, you know, that I want to use these one word intentions and where I want to shift my focus is, yeah, I talked about the health part, Spanish. Oh my God, I didn't even mention that. So Spanish is a big part of my year. I really want to gain fluency. Like everyone knows out there that, you know, I've been living in Spain for six years. That doesn't mean that you're fluent just because you live somewhere. I speak really well, but there's still a lot of gaps. I have to take a lot of detours. I don't feel fully like myself in Spanish. So I'm actually starting a very intensive Spanish course next week. And I'm taking Spanish proficiency exam in April. That's really hard that I'm going to be studying for. Um, and then hopefully the rest of this year, just like dive deep into Spanish. So that's a huge one. And then what else? Oh, she hit refresh, which I'll talk about in a little bit, but I left my job and I really want to focus some energy in she hit refresh so that I really want the space to focus on that, but in a sustainable way, I'm not trying to be hustling and going from zero to hero and work working 24 hours a day. I want to spend a little bit of time on She Hit Refresh, but also have space uh, for other things. And then the focus, oh my God, y'all, this is a big one. So um, that partner that I mentioned, uh, we're moving in together, which boop, boop, may not sound like a big deal to women of our age, but I'm 41 and I have never lived with a partner before. I've had roommates. I've definitely been in relationships, but I kind of like, um, uh, not a loner, but I definitely love my, my space. You know, I, I love living alone. Uh, when I had partners, I did not want to live together. So this moving in is my next chapter and I'm actually super excited about it. So going to focus, you know, on, on that. I can't help, but think that you're going to live with a boy. And the same here, I've been very independent. I've always lived on my own. I've been in relationships and, but I've never lived with a boy. I've had the roommates, everything, but 
I like living on my own. I like my own space as well. I think that's why we work so well together yes. because we're, we know to give each other space and when and what it looks like. But so I'm excited for this new journey to see what it's going to be like for you to live with a boy. I know. Oh my God, you get me because a lot of people don't. So you get it. And yeah, it's going to be different. But, you know, we've done, as I was talking about, that we've traveled a lot together. I think the most we traveled at a time was five weeks together, which is a good chunk of time, 24 hours. So I know that's not living together, but we'll see how it goes. So next time we talk, I'll have to give an update. I think I think it is like living together because those are tight quarters. It's not like you were living in a, a big house. There wasn't a lot of space. You're constantly, you are on the constant move, but you have to learn how to give each other that space in that little space that you're living in as well. So that's going to be interesting. I can't wait to watch that. <laughs> Sign me Stay up tuned. for that Netflix TV series. Okay. So that's what I'm going to focus on this year, but what about you? What do you want to focus on this year? I know you just told us our, your one word intention. So where's your focus going? My two word intention. I went back to selfish. <laughs> um, you know what? I, I actually was thinking about this a lot the last few days. Um, and I'm kind of afraid to like really hone in on what I want to focus or put it out there in the universe. I know that I know that people advocate and say that you should put it out in the universe so it becomes a real thing. That doesn't seem to really work for me. And I feel like there's just still so much in uncertainty. I don't know if I want to, I'm afraid to, to stress myself out and to really put into place like what I want to focus on. I don't, and I don't know why. I think I'm just, I, I think it's the uh, disappointment of what hasn't happened for myself, but I mean, I need to get over that. Right. I need yeah. To I mean, it's so, it's okay. It's not nothing. It's not a failure that, you know, life happens and you have to pivot in life and you were able to, to step up in other areas. You were there for your family. You're able to help other people. You were there for yourself. And those are, I would say those are all wins. Those are all things that you can look back at and be proud of. And so 2022 is just a new year, a new chance to maybe try on some of the goals that you had for last year. Yeah. I will say like the good thing about me is I'm not afraid to fail. The only failure to me is not trying at all. And so, you know, I, and I even look at it this way, like, what if I, if, if I get the chance to move abroad and it only works for a year, I got the chance to move abroad and it worked for a year. Like, that's pretty amazing. You know, I've got to take those steps, whatever they may be. I think the, for me, it's a little bit more afraid of like, it's never going to happen. And I don't like regrets. So I do need to, I do have my goals and I will be focusing on trying to get my little rear across the pond. Well, I know that, oh, I hope so. I know that was, um, we had asked for some listener questions and Carol had asked, when is Annette moving to Europe? Oh, exactly. Carol, Carol, it's going to happen. Just keep praying and lighting those candles for me, girl. Um, but you know, and I have been really thinking about this, you know, I'm going to I honestly am going to try to really focus and make it happen this year. And thinking about it has stressed me out because I don't know what that looks like, right? Um, I feel like this is kind of sad, but I feel like it's a fantasy as opposed to it being a goal or this dream that I used to always have because I being away for two years from Europe and knowing all the cities or the countries that I loved. Of, that I would hope to live in at one point in time, I just don't know. I don't even remember what 
those feelings. You were talking about that earlier. You wanted to have that feeling of like adrenaline and excitement and the butterflies. I don't know what that's like because the anxiety and the overwhelming is taking over and taking away from that experience. So I've really had to sit down and I started asking myself questions like, what do I want my life to look like? Because I think that's a little bit easier than going, I need to pick a city and move. That's it just seems too much for me and overwhelming. So I'm kind of going backwards and starting like, what kind of city do I want to live in? What do I want it to offer me? Where, uh, what do I want to do when I'm living there? Like what's the most important aspects of my life and how I want to live it and what I want it to look like? What do I want to be around? What do I need? So I'm trying to look at it uh, from that sense. I mean, you know, I'm always going to pick the French Riviera, but that's not really practical or is it i was gonna say who said it's not practical come on you can go to the french riviera nice is in my book look this is why i love nice (laughs) you want me to tell you why i know you're laughing right now tell us why (laughs) tell us why because you get the best of both worlds you're eating so much good italian food and you're living the italian type lifestyle but you're also living the french lifestyle and getting so much good french food all while you're on the beach and in the mountains. Win, 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 win. There's so much to explore. So yeah, I like that. It's nice to be in Nice. But I'm pumped. You guys, she's back and she's here all day. So yeah, I look, I'm gonna try to focus on that. Okay. So I got through that. Thank you. I, you know, there was so much uncertainty and I, I didn't know how I was gonna answer that and I didn't really want to, but I feel like I just did, right? Yeah, I know that that question of like what you want to focus on this year, you were like, I don't really want to touch that. But I think that's great that you aren't putting any hard set goals, because I think that added pressure sometimes can just make people feel overwhelmed. And that's not the place that you want to put yourself in because you're just moving out of feeling overwhelmed. So I think just asking yourself those questions, kind of navigating how you feel, see what comes up and kind of have that loose goal of like, this is something I'd like to do, but I'm just going to maybe just take it month by month. This is what we were doing last year, day by day, month by month, and and, and just see. I know that, because I want to talk about the retreat, that you will be coming to Europe again in April. So that's really exciting. And I think it's going to be really helpful, not only for the women who are coming, but you and me also, because it's a chance for us to also talk about these doubts, these fears, these dreams with women who get us. And I know that's super powerful. So I'm so excited for you to be there, not only for She Hit Refresh, but also be there as an attendee. Absolutely. I'm excited for that too. That's basically the only thing that I have focused on, like the only thing that I know that is really going to happen. Yes. Lucky us. So yeah, let's talk about this retreat. Yes. I know I've been waiting till the end. So if y'all are interested, here are all the details. So I will say that our retreats are incredible and we've had two already, but they were in Morocco. So in 2018 and uh, no, 2019 and 2020, we went to Morocco, which was incredible. But this year we're bringing it to Spain and to Southern Spain, Southern Spain, not very far from where I live in Malaga, but we're not going to be in Malaga. We're going to go to a, uh, a town called Mijas, Spain. So Google it. 
Mijas, um, the dates I want to give you because this may be the, the make or break for those that are interested. We actually have two weeks. So the first week is April 24th through 30th, and we only have a spot in the triple room available. So that retreat that week is pretty much sold out, but we do have spots in the single, the double, and the triple room for our second week, and that's going to be May 9th through 15th. So the retreat itself, just to give you an idea of what is going on, really it's a week that I like to say it's a week of exploration, introspection, and inspiration. It's a a super fun week, you know, travels involved because we're all about travel here, but it's a week that's more than just travel. It's really a week where you get to be around like-minded women who get you, who get your unconventional dreams that other people may not, and are there to support and empower you. And on top of that, we have workshops that help you gain confidence, get clarity, and really set you up to take action on these refreshed dreams that you have. So I think it's just a really magical week is what I like to say. All while living in a beautiful home with how many women? Oh yeah. Did even have your own space? which is really important too. Like, I feel like this house is perfect. It's gorgeous. It has enough space for you to go be on your own and also like enjoy the time with being around women and get to explore those um, goals and ideas and really get through what we want to, what we want to accomplish in this retreat. Right. Yes. And I wouldn't even call it a house. Let's call it a villa. Let's call it what it is. It is a, it is a villa with, I think, five bedrooms. Uh, It's huge. We have a huge heated pool. There are views of the Mediterranean Sea. You can see the mountains. It is stunning. A Spanish villa. If you have like an image in your mind of what a Spanish villa could look like, that's what it is. It's it's stunning. And uh, I think it's just going to be not only a fun week, but a really powerful and pivotal, pivotal, pivotal week uh, for those who attend. And we've heard that in the past. I mean, these have been life-changing retreats for women who have joined us and women from, you know, their thirties to their sixties have been on these retreats with us. And, you know, we, I think we've all made lifelong friends too along the way. So it's a really special event, a magical week, as I mentioned. And I think if you have the time and you can make it definitely, it is an investment in yourself. And I just, I know you're not going to be disappointed if you join us there. Never a disappointment on this retreats. Plus you get to connect with so many like-minded women, like you were saying, and have lifelong friends. Like think about all the women that you've become good friends with. Even I, and I missed the last one. um, You know, I've gotten, I actually got to meet Marla here in Austin. And I was so excited about that. And we kind of talked about the retreat too. So that in itself to have that type of support to walk away from this, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited for you to be there too. Yeah, it's not just a week where we're together in a bubble. Like you really get Mm -hmm. to carry that energy and those friendships beyond the retreat, which I think is really impactful where I'm still in touch with women who came on the first retreat. They're close friends of mine and we see each other when when we travel for in the same cities. So I think it's just really special on so many levels. But if you're interested, uh, the information is on our website. We are closing applications February 21st. So get your application in if you're interested in coming. The retreats are just a few months away and there's still time for you to sign up. Just uh, come to our website at shehitrefresh.com and then just click on the retreats button on the top menu there. You'll have all the information that you need uh, to, to come on the retreat.
So that's the retreat. I just want to, since we're talking about stuff about She Hit Refresh, let me just let y'all know all the updates that we have and everything that's brewing and cooking now that I have the space to focus on She Hit Refresh. The podcast is obviously back if you're listening. So uh, super excited to bring all these stories to you of women in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s who are traveling the world and moving abroad. We have women who are in Colombia, France, Mexico, Taiwan, uh, UAE, New Zealand, Argentina. So this is going to be a really power packed season that I think you're going to love. Um, on top of the podcast, what else do we have going on? Oh, I'm out of here. If you are interested in moving to Europe, you've probably heard me talk about it, but if not, check out my book, I'm out of here, an American's ultimate visa guide to living in Europe. I highlight 17 of the easiest countries to move to in Europe, and there's over 50 visas, viable visa options in there. And that leads me to my next point is, you know, I had mentioned earlier when you asked about, do I have any future travel? I really want to spend a chunk of this year traveling in Latin America because on our website and I think in our Facebook community, we have a lot of conversations around moving to Europe. A lot of women are interested in moving to, to especially Spain and Portugal, but also Italy, France and other countries get mentioned. But we're not just a community of women who are looking to live in Europe because we have women in our community who are living in Asia and Latin America. And so this year, I really want to focus on bringing that Latin America content and resources to our community. So I'm going to be, you know, creating blog posts about living uh, in different countries in Latin America. And then this is my goal, but we'll see how life goes crossing my fingers. I really want to write another I'm out of here book, but this book will focus on Latin America and the visa options that you have for moving there. So I really want to do the research by being in Latin America, getting to talk to people there being there myself. And so I'm hoping to do that. That's a big project of mine for the second half of the year. I really want that to happen because surprisingly, I've never been to Latin America. I enjoy the food. I really enjoy the music. You know that. I love my reggaeton. Um, Yeah, I've never been. So I'm excited for that. And I might have to meet you down there a few times. I was just going to say that you're going to have to come down then. Um, That would be fabulous. And we'll definitely have meetups while we're there and meet. I would love to meet some of the refreshers who have refreshed down there. I'm on my own journey to learn about uh, the visas and the options to moving to Latin America. So definitely going to lean into our community uh, to learn as much as I can. So excited for that. And then last, this kind of just came up the virtual workshop. So I created a poll a few months ago to ask the community, what are topics that they would like to learn more about that could help them in their refresh? And we had such incredible feedback. So many of you voted. So thank you so much. So I'm going to be doing these virtual workshops throughout the year. They'll be like, I don't know, two hour sessions, maybe every other month. And the topics that we're going to focus on probably will be these topics that got the most votes. So just to give you an idea out there, Uh, We had legitimate passive income sources as a topic, which I think is a great topic and just going to asterisk this that there are no passive income sources. That's false. There's no such thing as passive income. Uh, You do have to work to make income. Some of them are, you know, a little bit of work, some require more, but I definitely want to talk about options for people to make maybe income outside of their day job. Uh, Another topic was how to move abroad. Another topic was how to hit refresh on a budget. And I think the last one or the the fourth one that got the most votes, which is one of my favorites, is mindset of how to let go of limiting beliefs that are holding you back. Because I know so many women in the community want to hit refresh, whether that's moving abroad or just, you know, quitting your job to travel long term. 
But there's fears of, you know, I'm too old. I can't afford this. There's not a path for me. Am I crazy? And there's all these limiting beliefs that are holding you back when actually, if you could just move past those, you would see how invincible you are and how attainable your refresh goals are. So those are some of the topics that I'd like to focus on in the virtual workshop. So stay tuned. If you're not already in the community, that's where I'll be announcing these in our Facebook group and also on our newsletter. So I'll put links in our show notes on, on how to connect on, on both of those if you're interested. On that legitimate passive income source, could you just win the lottery? Is that what you mean? <laughs> yes, it's going to be a two-hour session on strategies on winning mega millions. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've tried it. It's not working. <laughs> I know for me, you got to pay to play. And every time I go to the U S I'm like, I need to buy a ticket. And then after two months being there, I forget to buy a ticket. So no, they, uh, the session will not be on lotto strategies, but <laughs> actual <laughs> tangible strategies to help you make some extra income. I think that's probably, like you said, that's uh, the biggest question on how to do this, how to, how to move abroad or how to refresh on a budget or finding the right income. And it's really like, how do you want your lifestyle to be, right? I mean, where do you want to spend your money and how to scale back on that time? So that way in a, in a year or three or five or whatever the journey may be for you um, to get to that point, because we, we don't all get there the same way. Yeah. And what kind of lifestyle do you want to have once you move abroad? You know, I lived with a roommate for three years until I moved into my own place. I know for some people like roommate is a deal breaker. They want to live on their own. So yeah, you have to really factor in where your money is coming from, what kind of budget you're going to have. And we'll talk about those things in some of these sessions. Right. So I think we did it. Is there anything that we left out? Any topics that you want to hit on? Oh, you know what? You know, we have gone down um, this roller coaster for the last hour or so. <gasps> and I still have one question because I want to I want to leave this on a positive note. Right. We we did the highs and lows and the last few years have been rough. So a lot of good things happened last year still, even for me. So I want to know, like, what was your favorite moment or experience from last year? And Ooh, you've had an amazing question. year. You've got to travel, love, jobs. You got to see a lot of your family in the States. Yeah, you got to see me good. twice. This is kind of easy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know what your answer should be. <laughs> Yeah, this is a hard one because there were, I mean, as stressful as the work stuff was and as much anxiety as I felt I suffered, there were so many highs. But kind of the first thing that comes to mind, not to be cheesy, but the love thing was a really big part of my year. And just the first thing that comes to mind was my trip to the Canary Islands, which really was the first time I had traveled with my partner. So we were there for three weeks and that was just a magical adventure. That was maybe six months into my relationship. And it was just a really magical place. If you haven't been to the Canary Islands, definitely go. But it was just a really positive, special, magical place that I, I was even thinking about this, like I want to go back, but I kind of don't ever want to go back because I want to keep it in that magic box and just leave it be as this beautiful memory and experience that I had. I don't want to tarnish it with a new experience. So I would say the Canary Islands with my partner. Yeah, that would be beautiful to see. Yeah, you don't want to go back and then have a new memory of what if it doesn't turn out as good as the last one. Yeah. So. It was perfect as it was. So let's just leave it as that. But that would be mine. But what what is yours? What would be your, your favorite memory? Yeah, I kind of have two. 
because um, I'm very proud of myself for getting through a really hard year and and really like stopping making myself stop and even even though going through like mental breakdowns are not what anybody wants to go through I feel like I handle it really well and I like acknowledged it accepted it and was like okay finally like now I get to work on me even though it happened the way it happened so I'm proud of myself for really like getting through that and giving myself that space to have that downtime too, because you do really need it. And then I would say like my favorite, my favorite moment was um, in Malaga that you've got that trail that takes you to the little, that takes you north to little beach towns. And I have two of those because I got to run that. And I went and did that on my own one day and kind of just out and exploring and, and really like taking in that piece. I loved it so much. I ran on the coast into another beach and just enjoyed that time by myself and taking it all in. And it felt good because it made me feel normal again. It made me feel me, Annette, like who I really am. So I really enjoyed that. And then coming back and you said like, we're going to do that tomorrow. I didn't get to tell you that. So. So that was fun. Like we, and then you and I went and did that the next day and rode our bikes back the same way. And we got to meet up with your partner and have like lunch in a different little town. So I enjoyed that so much. I'm like, I could do that every day. Like if this was my life, this, how amazing would that be? Those feelings. So getting back the adrenaline, adrenaline, that excitement and the butterflies, I was like, oh yeah, this is what it feels like. So, um, those are mine. I love that. Yeah, definitely. You need to celebrate that win of allowing yourself to have the breakdown and how well you handled it and how well you took care of yourself. You gave yourself what you needed. You didn't try to push through it. Definitely. That's a win that we need to celebrate. I don't think we celebrated that. So next time I see you, we're going to celebrate that. Definitely. I didn't have the energy the first couple of days, so (laughs) (laughs) we will next time. Well, I think we did it right. Yes, my friend, we got through without, um, I think I almost cried on that one too. So I think we got through very well. We did. Um, I'm proud of you for um, sticking with, with all your goals and the experiences and moments that you've had last year. And mainly like you do a lot of work for this uh, community and hopefully someday I can finally step up and uh, help you out in doing more. Um, so I'm really proud of you and the person that you are. Oh, and I man. hope to come meet you on that side soon. You will the pressure. <laughs> it's just going to happen. <laughs> it happens when it happens. And likewise, like I am so proud of you of handling everything that's been thrown at you in the past year and a half, two years, and still being able to, to move forward despite all the obstacles. So just keep at it. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of time. We know that. So stick with it. And I'm just so like honored to have you as my friend, woman. Oh, uh, thank you, friend. I appreciate it. Like, I, I really do appreciate our friendship. The, the energy is very well received and it goes bounce back and forth. And I'm so glad that we get to bounce off of each other and uh, be there for each other in the good and the bad. Yes. So. And yeah, just a few more months till you're here and we'll do the retreat, but then we'll also have some time to do some, um, some explorations on our own. So really looking forward to that. Me too. So thank you to everybody who um, had to sit here and listen to all my ups and downs. I know it's a lot, and but I'm so thankful that we have this platform to do so because it does make me feel better too to share that. And hopefully it helps somebody. 
I think so. Yeah. Thank you to the listeners out there. Please let us know what you think. We'd love to have your feedback and uh, stay tuned for the next episode and also stay tuned for, we'll come back and give you an update in um, some months time. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that insight into our lives over the past seven months. Please come over to the Facebook group and let us know what you think. If you've enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you took the time also to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really does help us to get new listeners and get the word out there about She Hit Refresh. So please share She Hit Refresh with anyone that you know that is looking to hit refresh on their life. Also, if you're in need of professional therapy, be sure to check out BetterHelp and you can get 10% off your first month with our discount. Just go to betterhelp.com forward slash refresh. And last, if you're looking to move to Europe, don't forget to pick up my digital book, I'm Out of Here, an American's Ultimate Visa Guide to Living in Europe. And you can find that on our site at shehitrefresh.com.